The Pittsburgh Steelers dropped a tough one to the Green Bay Packers, 27-17. And we all know what the main question is. And it all circles around Ben Roethlisberger. I know, I know, Steelers fans, it's tough to see Ben play like this. And it's tough to ask if it's the, if it's the right time to actually sit him. We're going to talk about that. All the things that went wrong in this game. Things that did go right and could have gone right for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Right here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Remember, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and now YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hit the like button on this video if you are a Steelers fan. We know it's rough out here. We also want to thank you for making Locked On Steelers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all the platforms that I just mentioned. But Steelers fans... I know it's a tough one. If you're listening to this, if you're watching this, you're probably sitting here thinking, I don't want to go to ESPN. I don't want to go to Fox Sports 1. I'm not trying to see all the Ben is done talk. But guys, it's actually kind of real right now. And listen, I've been, you know, I've been very fair to Ben Roethlisberger. You've heard me defend him to Nash people, to other hosts of Locked On, you know, Locked On NFL podcasts. Saying, I don't think he's necessarily done yet. I think he still has the arm. He just has to make the smart throws. But in this game against the Packers, he wasn't making the smart throws. And he wasn't even making the the good throws when he did make the right reads. And when you stack up those two things with him not being able to be as mobile, not being able to buy time, that's the problem with Ben Roethlisberger now. And it's all catching up to him. Now, if Ben Roethlisberger could play like he did three years ago, even last year in the early part of the season when he was making the right reads, he was throwing it accurately, giving his receivers chances to make plays on the ball, I do think the Steelers would be a lot more competitive a team, and that's why I expected them to be more competitive a team than they have in the first four games. But facts are facts. He's missing the the plays. He's missing the opportunities. And you cannot excuse it anymore. Now, again, I understand if you wanted to point to other things with some of these past losses. I pointed at them, too. The injuries added added up really fast for the defense. Correct. The offensive line being putrid. Sure. Uh, Players dropping passes at times. Okay. But there was one guy who was at least supposed to make that not matter as much. We knew he wouldn't be Ben Roethlisberger of 2014 or 2017 when he was like lighting people up. We knew that that Ben was, wasn't going to be there. But you thought that smart Ben Roethlisberger would be there. That, that the Ben that would be like, hey, you know what? I may not be able to zip a 50-yard pass in between two, two defenders while Terrell Suggs is pulling me down by one shoulder. I may not be doing it, but I should be able to at least make the right reads. And when I make the right reads, I make the good throw. That's not what Ben's doing, though. I mean, heck, in this game, the offensive line blocked well. Najee Harris actually averaged more than four yards per carry. The running game was there. And pass protection, for the large part, was there. It got worse as the game went on when the Packers developed a 17-point lead. But, man, most of those passes that you saw Ben Roethlisberger missing, he had clean pockets. 
I kind of lost count of how many passes he missed, whether it was a skip pass to Deontay Johnson when he could have had a first down. And Deontay Johnson, who I think had a really good game, caught nine of 13 passes for 92 yards and a touchdown, cooked Jair Alexander, and really cooked him and Stokes pretty much all game long. Ben just couldn't get the ball to him. Juju Smith-Schuster was open all game long, and Ben wouldn't get it to him. And he threw it to him eight times. It wasn't like he didn't try to throw it there. He would see him and then just flat out miss him. I mean, there was one play where Juju Smith-Schuster, touchdown, all Ben has to do is float it to the end zone, a throw a rainbow, and Juju would find a way to come up with that. Didn't do it. On another play, going the other direction, Juju Smith-Schuster breaks to the inside. Ben Roethlisberger throws it outside. The cornerback had outside leverage, and Juju beat him. Even if he doesn't have to leave it outside, just throw it forward. Throw it down the field. Let Juju get under it. Can't even do that. And you could see Juju's frustration with the play when he slammed that surface on the ground that the, the, the CBS cameras caught. I mean, heck, even Eric Ebron was catching passes in this game, and he's been on the struggle bus all season long so far. Fact of the matter is you can't point this way or that anymore, that way anymore about the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's coming down to one guy, and it's Ben Roethlisberger. These are throws and reads he has to make. And again, I, you know, I've been one, if you've listened to this podcast for a long time, or if you followed my work at DK Pittsburgh Sports or just follow me in general on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques, you know I've been one who's been critical of Ben when it's time to be critical of Ben. But on that first uh, first drive of the game, when he hits Deontay Johnson for, with the pass, I was like, great throw. That's with the arm that I thought was still there. You know, not saying that he would do that all game long, but that he can hit that. That was about the only pass he hit that was like a confident, good pass all game long. Everything else was checkdowns. And the receivers making plays with the ball in their hands. I even asked Najee Harris at the end of the week. It was Friday at the Steelers facility after practice. And I asked him at one point, I was like, hey, like, you know, you caught, you caught the third most passes in team history. You know, what does that say for the, the chemistry you're developing with Ben? And he, he even said, those are just checkdowns. Like, I, I was trying to give him credit for something. And he was like, nah, those like, like he, he almost dismissed it. Like, and he did say like, you know, Hey, you know, there's, there's, we want to be able to do those things, but you know, those weren't even the, like him running the routes that he knows he can run. I think that this team is hurting badly because the quarterback position is just underperforming entirely. And again, yeah, the offensive line could be better, but I'm sorry if you're trying to point to a third round draft pick rookie center or a fourth round draft pick left tackle as the, biggest problems of this team and yes they didn't have great games but they hung in there Kenny Clark was not nearly the disruptive force that I thought he was I, I was I was concerned for this game for this being looking a lot like the Eagles when they played the Steelers back in 2008 and I know that's way back in the way back machine but that was that's the worst I've ever seen Ben Roethlisberger be under siege in his career and I've watched his career his, his entire way through the NFL and here, and this is again why I've been saying, like, you know, I think Ben can dig his way out of this. You know, I'll be honest about when he's bad, but I'm like, I think he can dig his way out of this because I've seen times where he's played very poorly and found a way to turn around. Heck, in 2008, he was playing very poorly at one point and found a way to turn it around. He even said, I just don't need, I didn't need to not turn the ball over. You could say the same thing with maybe 2012, 2013, 2017, when he had that five interception game against the Jaguars. 
I've seen him fall into these holes where he's, you know, it's been him. And, and, you know, a lot of people, you know, other people will say, Oh no, it's not him. It's uh, it, you know, Tony Brown ran the wrong route. And I mean, uh, that, that was a whole other discussion entirely. Um, or, or the offensive line didn't do enough or, or the defense wasn't good enough. And it's like, man, he's the highest paid player on the team. He's got to be able to come up with those plays. And each time I was like, man, he, he has it in him to turn this around. And each time, he did. Now it wasn't didn't lead to Super Bowls all the time, but he turned it around enough so that the Steelers could be competitive, so that they can be in the games to give his team a chance to win. The problem is this time around, I'm starting to be convinced that he doesn't even have that in him anymore. I want to keep stay on this point about Roethlisberger because I know a lot of people out there are going to be talking about Matt Canada and the fourth down call. We're going to get to some calls in just a second, but I want to remind you guys, Steelers fans. Don't forget about the incredible app that everyone who buys cats can you uh, gas can use. It's called Get Upside. My cat, my, my listeners are making up to twenty five cents per gallon of gas every time they fill up by using the free Get Upside app that you can get on Apple or Google or Samsung, whatever kind of phone you got. You could download it for free, and if you use the promo code Touchdown, you can get a t- bonus twenty five cents per gallon on your first fill up at the tank. That's up to fifty cents cash back. You won't pay full price at the pump anymore. By using GetUpside, and you can get cash back by using the app. Download the app and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive us a lot are making as much to two or $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back goes right to your account on the GetUpside app. And then from there, you can down, you can, you can can cash out anytime to your bank account, to PayPal, an e-gift card for Amazon or other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app today and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get $0.50 cents off per gallon cash back on your first tank again that's get upside and promo code touchdown back here on the locked on steelers podcast i'm your host chris carter continuing the show here on the locked on steelers podcast find me on twitter and instagram at carter critiques rate us five stars with a positive uh comment on apple podcast and you get a special shout out at the end of the show let's keep it going here though because ben roethlisberger again we could talk about different things and yes the defense could have made some more plays minka fitzpatrick should have came up with an interception that that bounced off of his fingertips and it would have been a fantastic interception and, you know, it's not a play that's like, oh, man, every safety should make that. But Minka should make that play. And we'll get to the defense in just a bit here. I'm saving that for the third segment because we still got to talk about Ben Roethlisberger. But, man, if there was any doubt about the, pro- the problems with the Steelers on fourth down, I think today kind of proved it. And here's what I mean by that. You remember the fourth down play that the Bengals had or they had the Steelers had against the Bengals where they're in the red zone. It's fourth and 10 at the, at the 11 yard line. They got to get 11, 10 or 11 yards. Ben Roethlisberger, as soon as he gets the ball in his hands, looks right, checks it to Najee Harris. And he's tackled for no gain because the Bengals are like, oh, thank you. That's what we were hoping you would do. Not throwing it to the end zone. That's great. And Mike Tomlin came out after, after the game and said, we fired all our bullets. Suggesting that the Steelers were out of plays. And then, of course, everyone for the, for the majority of the week were saying, oh, man, that Canada, how do you run out of plays? And I was kind of sitting there like, mm. I, when I finally got the all 22, I'm like, yeah, he, I don't know about that. Cody White was wide open in the end zone. If he just lobs it to the back, he got a good chance to make that play. Chase Claypool, he's ran to the end zone. 
I, I, I'm not so sure about that being a play call, just, just where they, the play call was to force Ben to check it down to Harris there. But, you know, hey, I, again, I'm not in the locker room. I don't know. But what tipped me off to the potential of this being more about, you know, this, this actually not being on Matt Canada was when Matt Canada spoke on Thursday at, at Steelers at the Steelers practice facility. And he specifically said, he said a few other things. He said, we got to execute better. You know, he, he kind of trying to brush past that. But in his statement, he, it, was, it was like a two-sentence long response. At one point, he does say there were guys in the end zone. And to me, that was a, hmm, maybe that's him saying that wasn't on me. That wasn't a no bullets fired in the chamber or anything like that. That was a, our quarterback needed to not check it down on a fourth and 10 and actually throw the ball to the end zone. Now, some people might say, well, Ben Roethlisberger's terrified of the offensive line. He's been getting hit, and this is happening. This is bad. Well, that was not the case in this past fourth down against the Packers because it was a similar situation. Only it was fourth and four, much more manageable than fourth and 10 or fourth and, fourth and 10 at the 11 where the defense is backed up and they can say, okay, we're shortening the field here and be more aggressive. That wasn't even there for them. And in a play pre-snap, I think it was Deontay Johnson – and Pat Fryermuth to Ben Roethlisberger's left. And there's only one Packers Packers off-ball defender standing between them. And at the snap of the ball, Deontay goes outside. That man goes outside. Pat Fryermuth runs past the sticks, turns around, presents an easy target for Ben Roethlisberger. By the time he had turned around and presented the easy target for Ben Roethlisberger, with no Packer even 5 to 10 yards around him, Ben Roethlisberger had already thrown the ball to Najee Harris, who was trying to dodge four defenders before he can get to the sticks. Now, I had some people say, oh, that was the play call. His first read was to go to Harris, and that was just it. He had to get the ball to Harris. I mean, come on. What are we, what are we doing here? This is Ben Roethlisberger. I would get that if that was a rookie quarterback, a second-year quarterback, even a third-year quarterback. Or a, a journeyman quarterback, like they brought Terod Taylor in, and this was his first year in the offense, and you're and you're saying, "Hey, Terod, just get the ball out your hands, man. You're not the playmaker here." But this is Ben Roethlisberger. He's been with the organization since 2004, and in this game, he had clean pockets to throw. He had his opportunities. He just didn't take them. And there were several plays like that where Juju was open and he wouldn't be looked at. Or if he was looked at, he'd be missed on the throw. That's my big problem with this game is that you can point to the defense. And yes, sure, they were not the best on third downs. They let, let, they let up 9 of 15 third downs. That's not good. But they limited the Packers to 27 points. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers with Devontae Adams, with Aaron Jones, and an assortment of good, talented players behind them, like Robert Tanyan. I believe Valkyrie Scanling actually ended up playing in this game. Randall Cobb was there and a good veteran player for him. He, that dude's tough. I don't care what anybody says. And the defense didn't create enough turnovers in this game. But if Ben Roethlisberger connects on a deep ball to Juju Smith-Schuster, well, just, again, floaters to Juju Smith-Schuster, and doesn't skip the passes that he's skipping to Deontay Johnson or throwing it you know, five yards over his head. The Steelers are right in this game. I'm not saying they would definitely win, 
but they would have been right in the mix. And, and those are the passes, the passes that he's missing, throwing it behind Juju Smith-Schuster or throwing it, you know, way over, you know, skipping a ball to Deontay Johnson in, 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 the, in the flat. Those are the passes that when you start hitting those and you start forcing the defense to spread out and be like, man, this guy's hitting the easy passes on us. We can't, we can't, we got to be more careful. We got to be more mindful of that. Those are the plays that when the run, that's what opens up the run game, because then those linebackers in the middle of the field, they're looking around like, crap, I can't just focus on Najee Harris. I can't just read the guards right now. I got to be worried about, you know, if this tight end's coming across my face, I got to worry about if this receiver's going to run the shake route and, and, and beat me over the middle of the field or beat his man. And I got to help you know, against that guy. But if you're playing the Steelers right now, you don't have to worry about that. Why? Because Ben Roethlisberger's not getting it done. Now, for those who are screaming, Chris, just bench him. I hear you. Here's the problem with that. It's not as easy as you make it sound. Yes, I think Mason Rudolph could do some things that Ben Roethlisberger isn't doing right now. And the Steelers are looking right now like, yeah, you need to move on from Ben Roethlisberger next year. But here's the thing with this. You know Mason Rudolph has had some really dark days in the NFL. You know he's had some really tough games. If he comes out and has a really bad game, how do you go back to Ben Roethlisberger, your franchise quarterback, one of the greatest quarterbacks of, you know, of, of your organization's history, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, a Hall of Famer? How do you go back to him after that situation? The, the, the Giants were faced with the same situation with Eli Manning not too long ago. And again, the problem is that Ben Roethlisberger's arm, he still can throw the ball. Again, the, the, the bomb to Deontay Johnson was there. He's just not finishing with detail. And that's what Mike Tomlin was talking about. Not playing with enough detail in their work. That has been a killer for the Steelers. And especially Ben Roethlisberger. And right now, you know, I've been one to say, I don't think he's the worst quarterback in the division. And Baker Mayfield had a pretty rough game. The difference is his team's got an offensive line around him to, to protect him. And a running game that's a, that's a, that's going full one hundred percent, and he looked bad against the Vikings, but Ben Roethlisberger looked just as bad, maybe even worse, against the Packers. It's tough times ahead for the Steelers, and tough decisions to be made on how they're going to try to balance this offense out moving forward. I want to keep talking about the defense though in a little bit though, because they made some efforts here. There was some good fight from the defense, but not enough, of course in a 27-17 loss. Before we do that, I got to tell you guys about DirecTV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch your game live, another device that lets you stream your favorite shows, another which lets you watch your sports highlights on your phone, then you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream. And it brings your live TV on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. Again, that's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. If you want a healthy treat that, that tastes like a candy bar, Built Bar is the protein bar for you. It's the official protein bar for the U.S. track and field team, and it comes in so many different flavors. Whether you want a fruity snack like raspberry, strawberry, or orange, or something different like salted caramel, cookies and cream, Rocky Road, my personal favorite, double chocolate. Nah, scratch that, man. Double chocolate's out. Real, real cookie dough is where it's at, man. I love this thing. 
good flavor, especially out the fridge. Shout out to Eric Farley. I know technically you gave me the advice before my boy Ross Jackson did. I'm sorry for alleging that Ross Jackson was the first person to tell me that. I am very sorry, Eric Farley, a longtime listener and fan of the show. <laughs> he knows it's all love, though. The best part, though, about the Built Bars is that they range from 130 to 180 calories while packing only while packing 17 to 18 grams of protein, but only 4 to 5 grams of sugar and 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. That makes this the tasty and healthy snack to keep you in the diet that you want to stay healthy. Order today and you can get your favorite flavor delivered right to your door by going to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. LOCKED15 for 15% off on your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15, all capital letters, all one words, for 15% off at Built.com. Back-to-back ad reads means we keep it rolling here to finish out things on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Guys, the defense. Let's get to this group. Now, I'm not going to say the defense was bad because they actually weren't. I thought they actually did pretty well considering the situation that they're in. You know, you didn't want to see them go up that long drive after the Steelers did get their first opening drive touchdown since, like, mid-2020. But Aaron Rodgers was being elite. And, and this is what happens when you go up against Ben Roethlisberger. If you're not on your best of your best game, he is going to hurt you. Because if he's on, you got to be on. And there were some plays I think the Steelers were on. Joe Schobert had back-to-back pass breakups. I know they, they probably won't actually. They only record one of them here. Well, he had two back-to-back really good uh, coverage in the red zone, along with Cam Sutton, to force a field goal in a tough situation. T.J. Watt got held a lot in this game, but did come in and was fighting to make to make an impact. Also recovered a fumble. Chris Wormley forced a fumble. Devin Bush had a sack, was also very good in coverage, was running down the field, taking away Robert Tanyan in the game. Cam Hayward, eight tackles, led the team, had a tackle for loss, also hit Aaron Rodgers. Think of Fitzpatrick, eight tackles, though he did need to have that interception. Again, I will maintain that he needed to come down with that. That that's the first team all pro, the first team all pro stuff that you got to do. And he didn't do that. Now I will say this: I don't want to spend too much time on the officiating because we could do that all. We could do an entire episode just on that because it was abysmal and heavily favoring the Packers. That field goal—I don't know how you call offsides on that. The replay shows Joe Hayden, Minka Fitzpatrick off the left edge. The ball moves, they move, and even when they move, they don't cross the line well until the ball is heading back to the to the placeholder. That was a horrible call any way you slice it, and it was a game-changing play, the kind of game-changing play we've gotten used to seeing Minka Fitzpatrick make because he not only blocked it but returned it for a touchdown, and that would have put the Steelers up 17-14. Instead, they're down 17-10. That's a 10-point swing in a game they lost by 10 points. You can say that had the impact. I agree it had an impact. But as a team, you still have to overcome those. Great teams overcome those moments. The Steelers team is not a great team right now. They're not even a good team. And they'll tell you that because their record's one and three. And they don't hide from that. Ben, uh, Mike Tomlin doesn't hide from that. Jeez, I'm sounding like Mike Tomlin. We don't hide from that. Jeez. But they're not, they're not going to shy away from the fact that, yeah, they played poorly. They need to be better. They need to be more detailed in their work. They need to be able to finish drives better. The defense needed to win more in situational football. And some of those plays were phenomenal reads and throws by Aaron Rodgers. Him ducking out, him, you know, finding ways to elude the pressure, to read the pressure, to figure that out. 
Again, 9 of 15 on third downs. That's huge. That's fantastic on his part. And the Packers did run the ball pretty well, too. The Aaron Jones ran 15 for 48 yards. Uh, uh, A.J. Dillon went 15 for 81 yards. But, I mean, you look at the numbers. If you had told me that Devontae Adams was going to have six catches for 64 yards in this game, I would have took that. Now, granted, if you had told me that uh, Randall Cobb had five catches for 69 nice yards and two touchdowns, I would have said that's bad. But that's what Aaron Rodgers does is that when you take away his best option, and they didn't take him away, they did contain Devontae Adams. But when you take when you contain his best option, he finds other options and he finds ways to win. And that's what that's why he's a great quarterback. And that's why the Packers were the better team on Sunday. There's no denying that. There's no hiding that. It's just a fact. But when you look at this defense and you think like, man, if they could make a couple more plays here and there, they're in a better spot. I will say this. I think that uh, the missing presence of both Alu-Alu and Tuit is being felt more and more. Isaiah Bugs, rough game for him. Henry Mondo, I still don't think that he's the guy there in the backup interior defensive line. I thought Warmly held up as best as he could. Um, this team needs Stephon Tuit back in a bad way, and I'm not sure if he's getting back anytime soon. And Carlos Davis also would be a help there. I think that he's play, he plays played better than both Isaiah Bugs and Henry Mondo when he's been healthy. That is the case. And I and I will say, Alex Highsmith, you felt his presence in this game. I think him and TJ Watt and Melvin Ingram, they're a huge reason why this wasn't a blowout, you know, by like 20 or 30 points. And again, Devin Bush, Joe Schober, I think they played pretty good games. They kept they kept things in front of them. They kept things in check. And yes, again, Aaron Rodgers is going to get you sometimes, especially when you keep getting put out there play after play after play. But man, this defense needs to be elite for this team to win right now. Not good, not very good, elite. And they weren't elite in this game. I didn't, even, I didn't even say they were good to very good. They they kept this game in check even when their offense kept putting them back on the field with no points and no points and no points. I mean, the offense scored a touchdown in the first drive of the game, and the next drive didn't come until four minutes left in the fourth quarter, the next touchdown drive. That's abysmal. That's bad. And again, it it was it wasn't like the Packers were all over everything the Steelers did. There were open guys left and right. You got to capitalize there. But it's clear that the Steelers is gonna, the defense is going to have to have a 2019 like year, where they're lights out and making tons of plays at the same time, for the Steelers to overcome the problems they got on offense. And again, if you're asking me, the problems starting in with Ben Roethlisberger getting it together. There's a lot more questions we could we could ask. We're going to get a chance to look at some film. Look at what the Steelers could have done better in this game when the All-22 comes out. We're going to have Tony Serino on for Tony Tuesday. That's going to be a fun time. Tony's, listen, if you know Tony Serino, we had several different chats during this game about uh, some tinfoil hat situations, some conspiracies. Like like when Aaron Rodgers sm smiled and nodded at, at Mike Tomlin and he kind of gave him the, the nod back and everyone's like, oh, is that? I know Josh Axelrod would lose his mind right now because he's like, see, I told you it's happening. Relax, Steelers fans. That's a long way off. If it ever happens, I don't think it will. 
But we'll have a fun time talking with Tony Serena about that on the Locked On Steelers podcast on our Tony Tuesday episode. Thanks so much for listening and watching today's episode. I know it's a tough one, Steelers fans. We uploaded this one early on Sunday. If you're watching this Monday, hang in there. I know, you're like I said, you're probably avoiding ESPN. You're probably avoiding Fox Sports 1. I, I feel you. It's going it's gonna to be rough. You don't want to see the Mike Tannenbaums and the Adam Shines of the world dumping on your team. But that's why we try to help you out here. We go, we give you the real reaction, the real breakdowns, what's going wrong and what needs to happen. And I guess I'll say this before I officially close. I'm not calling for the official benching of Ben Roethlisberger because that's a tough decision to put Mason Rudolph behind. And there's a lot of pressure in that. But if he can't, if they, if they don't think that he can eventually find a way to make the right reads in this offense, but we will see if that's the case. Again, I'm Chris Carter, host of the Locked On Steelers podcast. Thanks so much for listening or watching us. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, YouTube, all the different places where we host our shows. If you want to rate us a five-star uh, review with a positive comment on Apple Podcasts, you get a shout-out at the end of the show. Again, tune in tomorrow or Tuesday, excuse me, if you're watching this on Sunday night, for a Tony Tuesday episode where Tony Serino breaks things down with us. We'll get a look at the snap counts and his thoughts on what needs to happen for the Steelers to turn around from this 1-3 and three start. Hang in there, Steelers fans. We'll be back with you soon.